0: Hello and welcome back to Tontai. I'm your host, Jack. In this episode, we're excited to bring you more rich stories and authentic experiences about navigating student language barriers. We're delighted to have two new guests joining us, Walter, an international student, and Amy, a native English-speaking student. Through the narration, not only will they collectively reveal barriers and unexpected gains that international students encounter in New Zealand due to the language barrier, but they will also allow us to reap the benefits of the unique experiences and insights of native English speaking students, providing us with an even more unique perspective. I'm sure you can't wait for it just like me. So, let's start with the guest introduction first.
1: So welcome to the second episode of Tongue Tide, the podcast where we discuss the challenges of having language barriers abroad. Uh, In this episode, we have a lovely, lovely, lovely little Amy with us.
2: Thank you, Jack, for having us. Um, This is Amy Duncan here. I'm from Auckland, New Zealand. I speak English as my first language. Um, I'm sitting here with um, Walter.
1: Yeah, so my name is Walter. I'm from the Netherlands, where we normally speak Dutch. English is quite dominant, but definitely still very much a second language. So, we're here today to talk about um, language barriers, uh, especially in the context, of course, of um, students and going abroad. It's actually kind of nice to have Amy around this day because Amy is pretty much one of the first persons I actually, like, really noticed my language barrier with. Just because I am kind of used to using English back home. A lot of my education is in English. I've had over 10 years of education into the English language and then a few years of using it in my education. And then I decided to come to New Zealand um, on the other side of the world and actually be around people who speak some sort of English. A bit in their own way sometimes, I think. But And it has been a bit of a challenge. The first few weeks I was trying to listen to Amy, but she was just going at such a speed that I, I tried to follow the conversations that the girls were having and it would be almost impossible and drain so much energy out of me.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised. We talk a lot of shit on our floor, so... <laughs>
1: Yeah it, it it was a bit of a challenge and I'm actually like wondering a bit how like how did you experience me trying to join a conversation in?
2: Well the first day I remember he sat in my room on the floor and I was just like I looked at him blankly when I was trying to understand what he was saying and I was like trying to have a conversation and I was like oh my god I can but then after like three days I got used to it but I just like enunciating was like because you spoke fast, but then with an accent. So then I was like, oh damn, like I, guess I need to focus. Because usually you just like, listening to someone that speaks English normally, like there's their first language, it's kind of just like nothing to listen to it. But then someone with an accent that also speaks fast, is like, I can't process that. And then I just, it takes me a while to process things anyway. So then trying to do that as well was like a struggle.
1: <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know, I you get here and you, you're like, why did I do 10 years of, English education if I'm trying to talk to people who actually speak English and still yeah. still
0: kind of can't
2: but I, f- I feel like New Zealanders are just like a whole different breed when it comes to speaking because we just like mumble with like slang and then sarcasm and then everything all at once it's just not great for someone trying to learn English I thought I wouldn't want to learn English off well in New Zealand that would be really hard I don't think like Americans are like enunciating they're like oh my god, <laughs> they enunciate, and so then you can understand it, but we we don't, so.
1: Do you have any experiences having a language barrier when going somewhere else? I, I do.
2: I lived in um, South America for two years when I was, like, five, and so I had to pick up Spanish. I got thrown into a Spanish-speaking school, just in the deep end, thanks mum and dad, um, and that was obviously hard, but then in that school, everyone was trying to learn English at the same time, but then... They obviously had, like, a Spanish accent, trying to learn English, and then it was just a whole bunch of learning. But I ended up learning Spanish within, like, a year, being fully immersed in it. So then I feel like immersing yourself is a lot more, like, easier to learn a language. And you kind of have to just put up with the language barriers just because you're there. Like, you can't really not get over them, you know? So then when I was trying to learn Spanish, I was just like sitting there blankly as a 5-year-old trying to understand a bunch of other 5-year-olds speak Spanish and it was just not not fun. <laughs> With no experience speaking Spanish, but no, I I feel like coming to New Zealand would be a lot harder than going to another I don't know. I feel like English is easy to learn, but then there's so many different like ways you can speak English and I feel like New Zealanders just butcher it so bad. Like <laughs> so feels bad for you, but <laughs>
1: Well, I I feel like to some extent I've, I've been quite lucky. A few other people who have more struggle with English to the point where they would have more difficulties maybe in day-to-day conversations mm. or just trying to get around. And I'll easily manage just kind of making my point clear, doing my my basic communications, directions, ordering, stuff yeah. like that. And I do know a few friends who just like, have some more difficulty in I happen to be from a country where they teach English for a very very long time yeah, yeah. um just a very over, overall like Americanized country where English is dominates yeah um a lot but then um I have some friends that you know they grew up somewhere else and they have more affinity with Russian for example yeah. For them, it can be like a real struggle just being here, because it comes to the point where they're not really able to communicate with the locals. Whereas I, like, I say something and it might sound a little weird, or I end up saying something in a way that it kind of.
2: But you mispronounce a word, and then it's just like funny. So,
1: (laughs) I mispronounce things, or I, or I like make translate a sentence which just doesn't make sense in English, and you know, people laugh at me for it.
2: We laugh with you not at you. I mean, sp- I don't laugh at you some- most of the time. So,
1: I mean, it's fun, but it, it could be way worse. Yeah. Um depending on 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 your English level, right? I just I've been very lucky to to have that education before I came here. Yeah. And I would also say that it might be you know, it might be a good thing to if you're going abroad, just to make sure you have some basic level, like even if you butcher pronunciation, but just make sure you can get around and also, you know, you're able to make new contacts. Because if I wouldn't have been able to speak English, I would have had a very different experience. Yeah.
2: Experience. yeah. It would have been hard for us to make friends with you too, because then how are we supposed to, like, know anything about you if you just don't speak English?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it can be more of a challenge than I've had. And, yeah. um I think being here is something that has made me realise that it's actually, even if you had years and years of education, it could be way harder than you expect it to be.
2: I'm a very sarcastic person, so then on top of a language barrier and my sarcasm, I feel like it doesn't come across great to people that are not, that English is not their first language, because then they just kind of look at me as if I'm just being mean, and people just think I'm mean because I'm sarcastic, but then, because I remember at first, you like didn't get my sarcasm, because then you like took it literally, because that's how you like learnt the language, so then, that's probably my main issue with language barriers, is just because I can come across as a bitch (laughs) most of the time, but... (laughs) People are just sensitive
1: <laughs> Have you been in any situations where you like saw somebody or tried to connect with somebody, but you just couldn't, I, either I'm because...
2: A, I'm a very sarcastic person, so then I can come across as a bitch <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, but people are just sensitive
1: <laughs> Yeah, it causes some, some difficulties with some people around. I especially, when not talking in my own language, um, have noticed that I have some difficulties around Americans. Now, there's nothing wrong with <laughs> Americans, but... They seem to be very indirect. Yeah. I might be able to notice that if I would be better at, like, really understanding English. Yeah. But I just, like, I miss it and it creates miscommunications and some weird situations where I'm not right, not getting through my words properly and not understanding them in the way they, well, I wish I could understand them.
2: Yeah. That's what I mean. Americans speak a different English than what Kiwis do. Americans have interesting... Different humour is, like, shown. I don't know. Americans just, like, don't... Aren't very sarcastic people. And I don't really. I, because I'm very sarcastic. I feel like American English is, like... I don't know. I can get cancelled quite easily.
1: <laughs> would you say that you've had, like, met people that you would say, like... It's a bit of a language barrier, but you still, like... Without really using language, you've still, like, felt a special bond or... That you could bond with people and get a, like, a quite deep personal connection, even though you have a bit of a language barrier either because they they're
2: yeah well actually really random story i was in mexico one year when i was like six years old and i met this girl and she was she was mexican we did not speak the same language and i was there for like a week and we were just like best friends for the whole week and we didn't even speak the same language we just used to like play in the pool and because we were like a resort thing but her parents were mexican mine were kiwi obviously we did not speak the same language but we decided we, we loved each other so we were just best friends for a whole week and just didn't didn't at all communicate we were just like fucking around in the pool <laughs> so yeah well, I just feel like you don't need to really I, I mean it's good to speak to someone but <laughs> I definitely had things like that where I just like don't need to speak to someone they just they just like get it <laughs>
1: I feel like it might be easier as a kid, though. Yeah, definitely. Because, I don't know, you get older and you start worrying about, like, yeah. stuff being awkward or... I just, like, didn't care.
2: I was, like, a 4 year
1: old I remember having this childhood friend on the beach and, like, we were just camping for, like, a week, maybe two, and they were camping next to us and there was this German girl. Like, I didn't speak German. I was, like, five <laughs> years old. Like, like, right now I have a decent understanding of German, but back then definitely not. And we were just, every day of the week, I was on the beach playing in the sand with girl <laughs> with some German girl yeah you know and I've I'm, like in some extent I haven't changed because you know but it's weird not being able really to communicate but still yeah. bond over things
2: I wouldn't be able to sit in a room with someone that doesn't speak English and like feel comfortable because it would just be so awkward just like sitting there knowing that you've got nothing to say yeah
1: I don't know but as a kid you just make some random yeah, sounds and play, play with a play. toy
2: make a sandcastle you know, splash around <laughs>
1: which yeah, sometimes it's just so much easier
2: sitting there knowing that you've got nothing to say. Yeah, I don't know, but as a kid you just make some things. Yeah, songs you just play, you you a play, a play make a sandcastle, you know, splash around. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on, oh, I'll ask you a question. What are some funny things that you've experienced with like language barriers? Like what what moments have been like Okay, I'll try to
1: remember some of them, but I um I was playing a touch rugby with some friends uh, a few weeks back. And then one of my friends he wanted to say something like, We gotta get like used to the team and like with your yeah. team and get get used to how everyone plays. And he translated that into we gotta feel each other.
2: Oh, I remember you saying that. <laughs> which not great. Not really <laughs> what you wanna say. <laughs> not exactly
1: what you wanna say, no. Um which of course got us laughing quite a bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: um and like he didn't even like really understand what I was going on what it, like <laughs> people were like what um I don't know those those situations exist I'm trying to find an example for myself I don't think I really remember a specific texts of myself but I've definitely noticed me trying to say something and then not coming out in um, the way.
2: pronouncing it right and then it just sounding like not even the right language. <laughs> but but we respect you. We respect you for trying to learn. Because we'll just correct you and then you move on. So it's fine. <laughs>
1: you'll laugh and then you'll correct yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> laugh at
2: you, make fun of you for a bit and then we'll correct you.
1: <laughs> it's acceptable.
2: Yeah, it is acceptable.
1: <laughs> but I also, I mean, it's... I actually really appreciate you guys correcting me for it.
2: Yeah, because otherwise how are you going to learn if you don't get corrected.
1: Yeah. yeah, and when I'm hanging around with my with my other friends, right, with the exchange fans, mm. it's one big mess anyway, because one guy's from the UK, and the other guy's from the States, yeah. and then th- that guy's act- actually QE, there's already, like, three different types of English going around at the same time, <laughs> and then you have all these people trying English as a second language. That would
2: be exhausting. I um, would not, like, sit there and just try and process everything. I uh, barely have a conversation
1: in English, and that's my first language. <laughs> <laughs> um... And it ends up being really funny, and sometimes I even forget that some people aren't native English speakers. Yeah. As in, there's two other Dutch people in the group, and I'll just end up, like, even if I'm just with the two of them, I would end up speaking English, English, like, getting used to it. And there's this girl, and she, she has, like, a very noticeable regional Dutch accent when speaking in Dutch. Right. And I just forget that exists. And then she says like one sentence in Dutch. And I'm, and I'm like, like, oh my God, I know that. <laughs> that. specific City. Where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> but also like, no, but it's like, it's one of those accents that like just the rest of the Netherlands makes fun of. Oh, why? Because it it's like, like, ugly or? Uh, it, it, it's, it's either ugly or the most beautiful accent there is, depending on who you ask. Depends on who you ask. <laughs> um,
2: you could say that about Kiwi accents.
1: No, but it's one with like a really rough, G's like, oh. and like a really rolling R and um, yeah, it's it's a bit of a unique kind of thing, and we That's always make unique. fun of it. Nothing wrong with being unique. <laughs> no, 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 it's nothing wrong with it. But I just forget she she has an accent when we're talking English. Yeah. Do you, do you have any specific memories of like you can talk about about actually trying to connect with somebody but not getting there through not like a language either. barrier? Like somebody you you've seen you like oh, I wish. I would have had more contact with a person, but didn't really work out because of a language barrier.
2: Yeah, well I had, when I lived in South America, I had two best friends that I was like really close with. One of them, her English was like really good. So then it was like speaking to someone that was like from New Zealand. So then I like naturally got closer to her. And then I was really good friends with another girl who wasn't as good as at English. And I went back when I was like 12 or 13 to like go and visit them. And I visited the girl that I, that spoke English and we ended up reconnecting. And so we still talk to this day because she speaks English. Not that I don't want to speak Spanish. I just like can't anymore. But, um, and then the other girl I visited her and it was like a lot more awkward because she like didn't, she couldn't speak as well as, she could speak English, but she couldn't speak as well as the other girl that I was friends with. And so then it was harder to rekindle our friendship after what, like seven years of me being in New Zealand and then still being in Chile. But The other girl that could speak English, she was a lot different personality to me, but I just connected with her more because she spoke English. But then the other girl that didn't speak English as well, I feel like I had a more similar personality with her and probably would have been closer with her if she was able to speak better English. So then that kind of held us back, kind of. But then I probably could have put an effort to speak Spanish, but like...
1: I mean, it's more comfortable to speak in your own
2: language. Yeah, exactly. And I went... To there and spoke Spanish with them when I was like five and so then when I came back I'd obviously forgotten because it had been seven years not spe- not being in a Spanish speaking country so then I kind of just like floated away you know <laughs> but no that was kind of sad because I liked her but then well I do I do like her still I'm not saying that I don't like her for it but I just was harder to make friends with her again because of the language barrier love you Kaomi in South America <laughs> <laughs> overall rate your experience of overcoming language barriers in New Zealand out of 10? 10, 10 yeah. being oh my god easiest thing ever, one being I can't speak to anyone, I want to go home. <laughs> um, I think
1: I would give it an eight. An eight, that's
2: high, that's, that's good. That's yeah
1: good. <laughs> uh, but I, I also think it would be like just sure your, your, your the English you've been taught if that's lower I think it really quickly also decreases yeah. the, the evaluation of that yeah
2: um
1: for me personally for example i ended up after maybe like three weeks or something um i noticed my thoughts started going in english yeah which for me was a really nice switch because it actually allowed me to finally stop translating every single conversation that i had yeah. for every day um Four weeks
2: is not long that's actually impressive
1: i, I think that's Saved a lot. I mean, I still mispronounce yeah. stuff, but it just yeah. takes a lot less energy out of my brain. Yeah,
2: it takes time to perfect things, but, like, I still mispronounce things and it's my first language, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I can try doing Dutch for you, but... <laughs>
2: um,
1: no, but I think it was... Overall, it was quite doable, but I think it's it's just good practice to make sure that you have some understanding of the, the most basics of the language yeah. um, before you go to a place where you... For example, want to study because it's. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would have been like studying all my classes in English without, without having it. Yeah. Without having actually yeah. like. You would have gotten like all like F. Like. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have gone well, I think. <laughs> but I think it wasn't too bad, and I think all of you guys, especially the people in the house with me, they've been very, very kind, very understanding of my my little quirks in in the yeah. English language, which is already a mess since I also do English and American English like I mix them up yeah because there's no main type of english back home so we I got taught the english like the british english yeah yeah technically but the amount of stuff I see on television and uh american. youtube it's all american yeah, and it's, yeah. it's it becomes a bit of a mess in my head um yeah. word Let's just
2: make your own one just yeah.
1: walter english walter english is a bit of american a bit of <laughs> british american. a bit of kiwi <laughs> you know i had a bit of a difficulty but i guess maybe as, like a, as a good conclusion to this. So thank you all for listening uh, to the second episode of Tongue Tide. We had a little lovely chat. I want to thank Amy for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, in next episode, we're going to have a little chat about tips and tricks on how to get around the language barrier and what you can do to make most out of your time abroad in, in a new place with a different language. And I hope to see you then. Yeah.
0: <sighs> the second episode of Tongue Tide is basically come to the end. Thanks to Walter and Amy for sharing their unique experiences and collective memories with us. Their story reminds us that although the language barrier exists and cannot be overcome in the short term, it's vital that we shouldn't allow it to be a shackle to our exploration and understanding of the world. All we need to do is regard it as a necessary learning process, growing and enriching our lives. People are continuously trying to connect with their surroundings break out of their comfort zone and to broaden their horizons. This holds true for language and also think for other challenges. So, wherever you are, I hope you won't be discouraged by obstacles and keep that precious curiosity to bravely discover, learn and grow.